Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and I'm your host, John June. And of course, on this lovely Saturday morning, gotta have my guy here. Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? What is going on this Saturday? We're here. We're close to week three. Um, yeah, hopefully we, we get a well week three start on Thursday. That's true, it's true. It was a it was a disappointing game to the, the first two weeks, but you know, we got week uh the rest of week three starting. Should be a great bounce. Hopefully a great bounce back in week two. It's a lot of low scores in uh in week two. Uh that Giants Washington game basically was the best game of the weekend. Uh, yeah, I mean, it had a lot of points. <laughs> yeah, it did. Like Actually, I guess you're kind of right. Yeah. It was like, like no, 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 the Seattle-Tennessee game. Oh, yeah, that was a good name. That was nice. <laughs> I was like, for, I, for, I was not For Dan give... Henry managers, too, yeah. Oh, that was specific. Was give... Well, it was 33 to 30. Minnesota missed on a oh, – wait, I'm thinking of the wrong game. That's AC. What are we talking about? Tennessee and Seattle. Yeah. That game was wild. Arizona and that Minnesota. Game that game was wild. That game was also wild, yeah. So we had some good games in week two. Don't don't try to bless your boy Daniel Jones on this pod right now. They so, lost. They lost. <laughs> I know you're trying to give him a backhanded compliment, but you know what? Well, episode 192, week week three game previews part two. A lot of good games on the schedule. We've already covered nine of them. So if you want to check those out, just come. Uh, you can check that out. Episode 191. But we will cover. All the remaining games as we covered the 1 p.m. games in episode 191. So also going to do some starts of the week. Also going to do some get money where your boy is 2-0. Also (laughs) going to do some uh, Thursday night takeaways, which we will start with that right here. And so, Greg, the Carolina Panthers, led by uh, my favorite quarterback, Sam Darnold, kidding um led by sam darnold um to end up beating the houston texans by a score of 24-9 i'll start with you what is your thursday your first thursday night takeaway greg um definitely that's just you know this carolina team uh what they're working with this it's a good offense to be in fantasy wise in general Uh, if you have darnold as a, a quarterback i think he gives you some safe a safe floor um, the Chubba Hubbard thing is pretty huge. Um, the Christian McCaffrey you mean the Christian was, McCaffrey thing? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. The Christian, but when Chubba Hubbard in relief like did well, so that that is nice for people that are probably gonna have to put up the the money for him uh, this week in Fab Budget. Yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, star running back for the Carolina Panthers, Christian McCaffrey has uh, suffered. He suffered his hamstring injury during the game. He was quickly ruled out of it uh, following the, you know, following the game. And, and, you know, on the following day on Friday, he was ruled out for the next several weeks. So this is two years in a row now. Christian McCaffrey will miss some time uh, after being one of the most durable players and never having having never missed a snap or well, a snap due to injury um, in his career is now, um, you know, missing some time two straight years in a row. 
I'm not really overly concerned about that. He plays running back. The probability of him having an entire healthy career uh, play, while playing running back and seeing the volume of touches and the volume of work that he has seen throughout his career was unlikely. So, um, like you mentioned, Chuba Hubbard came in. Uh, he filled in. You know, he he was slow at it was slow at the beginning, but I think as he was getting his feet wet. Um, feeling himself a little bit. He started to perform better. We also saw saw uh, former Denver, uh, I want to call him a great because the hype was so good. Maybe it was just me. I don't know. Royce Freeman. Um, we saw former Denver Bronco running back Royce Freeman in the Carolina backfield uh, also getting some work. So, um, you know, he, he will probably pick up a role here, but it's, it's really all about Chuba Hubbard for me. Um, like you were saying, Greg, I think he, you know, he he was a, a good prospect coming out of Oklahoma State. I liked him a lot. He's got some good speed, uh, could also be utilized a little bit in the past game. Did drop a touchdown in this game. But, um, yeah, he's going to be someone we talk about for sure on Monday as a top waiver ad, uh, probably the top waiver. Oh, ad, yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Anything crazy. But yeah. um, true. true. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about. One of my my favorite Thursday night takeaways. I don't know where to go, so I'll just combine them in a, into one. How about the 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 play of of Sam Darnold playing well? Um, has he's on pace for a career high in yardage? Uh, the touchdowns, not so much, but um, you know he's he's playing well in a system that's designed by Joe Brady that is you know, basically playing to his, his skill strength and playing to his strengths and um, accentuating what he does well, as opposed to what we've seen in the past under Adam Gase, where, um, you know, we're not seeing a lot of those things. So, you know, unfortunately it didn't have, it didn't work out in New York, but fortunately for him, it's working out in Carolina. And on top of that, we're seeing my guy, DJ Moore get involved here as well. Um, and, and really take a prominent role within this offense. DJ Moore, as I mentioned in the what could go right, what could go wrong, he was playing shorter, you know, he played shorter to the line of scrimmage, had a lower average depth of target back in 2019. And then in 2020, he was a more of a deep receiver. So we, we, we saw less stability from him on a week-to-week basis. But this year, it seems that he is playing closer to the line of scrimmage. Back in 2019, his DJ Moore's ADOT was 11.1. In 2020, it was 13.2. In 2021, it's 10.7. So he's got 31 targets through three games. Robbie Anderson, unfortunately, only has five. But this is where Darnold is looking uh, when he when he's look when he's looking for a receiver. DJ Moore had 12 targets in this Thursday night football game, caught eight of them for 126 yards. He, yeah, him and him and Darnold have a really good connection right now. Greg, what are your thoughts on on the performance of these two players? Oh yeah, absolutely. DJ Moore was the I would say fantasy MVP of this game. That's just far as like the target number. You love to see that. It seemed like he was open every play. Uh, just going through this, um, finding all the gaps in the zone defense. DJ Moore was just absolutely amazing. Uh, definitely, yeah, wide receiver one season for him is here. I think uh, it's going to continue to be steady because the target number is going to be the same, Like especially without McCaffrey for these next couple weeks too. 
I would expect a, even even a more high potential for DJ Moore. Yeah, I mean, you would you would have to imagine at some point Robbie Anderson would start getting some of this work and Terrace Marshall gets right. more involved. But with the injury to, to Christian McCaffrey, I mean, the, we could see DJ Moore continue, continuing to see this this 30% target share that he's seeing. Um, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Greg, do you have any other Thursday night takeaways for us before we jump into the, the matchups? As always, Brandon Cooks, that sleeper, wide well, receiver sleeper of the year, man. Just he, he's he's carrying the torch right now. The value getting back for him is it's absolutely insane in PPR leagues, in all t- formats. Eleven targets on a bad team. First three weeks he's been balling. Yeah, man. He one of us had him as a sleeper, right? I think you did. Yeah, sleeper. Yeah, yeah. did I have him as a sleeper? Yeah, Brandon Cooks was a guy that we had been talking about. I mean, I, I know that I had talked about him basically all. All off season as a guy that regardless of who the quarterback was going to be, I had had my guy Chris Pinto, a first a fantasy first rounders live come on here. Obviously, we're doing the St. Jude Bowl with with those guys, but um, you know he came on here and talked about it. Brandon Cooks was going to be productive regardless of who the quarterback was, and um, yeah, it was he's been awesome, man. And if you were able to get him in fantasy. We've literally been saying he's the only thing you want on this Houston yeah. offense. Yep. Like, and he produces want... every. That's it. You don't want <laughs> anything it. else, and that's cool. Anything else. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, if, if you're a good NFL team, right, and you need a wide receiver, like, why aren't you oh, yeah. calling the Houston Texans right now? New England should be calling. New England right? Like, definitely. yeah. Like, hey, New Orleans, what about that? You know, <laughs> you guys might need a wide receiver real quick. Like, that's true. But the last time Brandon Cooks was on New England, didn't he, like, Pass away and just like die. Oh it, man! Oh, he, he, yeah, he got concussed on the yeah. uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, yep. was, yeah. Uh, Maybe he uh, shouldn't have to go back there. No, nah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's uh let's jump into the matchups, man. And the first matchup that we're gonna cover today, Sunday, four or five p.m. The Miami Dolphins traveling to Vegas to take on the two and O. Las Vegas Raiders. This is a 45 and a half point total. The Raiders are three and a half point favorites here. Josh Jacobs was a DMP with that ankle. He's doubtful to play in this game on the Raiders side. And then for the Dolphins side, Tua Tugabailoa is out with a rib injury. Jacoby Brissett gets the start. Greg, kicking it to you. What do you got? I'm taking the under. Uh, I'm taking the Raiders to cover. I'm taking the the Raiders to win. Um, with Tua and without Tua, I think it's still be an under. Um, but with think Jacoby Brissett and then coming in short week, um, like with preparation, this is first week taking those first team snaps. Uh, it's gonna be a little hard for this Miami op- offense to to get a lot of points because you know this Raiders defense has been growing out and performing well, especially on the D line. Uh, Derek Carr, I like him. Uh, as a streamable play, um, two quarterback leagues. Uh, he's been getting a high passing volume right now. Had 93 passes through the first two games, so that you you like that. Miles um, Gaskin, I'm not sure if I like him as a play too much. Uh, you know, not really getting a lot of work. This whole offense as a whole, I'm not really invested in the Miami Dolphins offense, um, and especially even concerned about Mike Kosecki. So it's tough to really buy anyone right now. Uh, on the Raiders side, besides Derek Carr. You starting Josh Jacobs, um, <clears throat> starting Darren Waller, of course, as a tight end one, the tight end one right now. He's he's balling out as far as his target numbers and stuff like that. 
Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, is any of these receivers or ancillary pieces going to, you know, pop up? I mean, Hunter Renfro is a nice, safe option. He's like a poor man's Cole Beasley right now. So I think I could take him for as a, a deeper league flex. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm taking the under here, taking Vegas to cover Vegas to win. Darren Waller, I, yeah, you said it, he's the number one tight end in fantasy right now. For me, he's the number one tight end this week. Uh, I have him as the mm-hmm. top guy. We, you know, we talked about the Derwin James, Travis Kelsey matchup. I'm just I'm going to shoot my shot here with Darren Waller. But Derek Carr, I think he's a borderline QB1 in one quarterback leagues. I mean, he's been playing some really good football. Josh Jacobs is hurt. The Raiders just throw the ball. Um, so he's 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 a real volume based, you know, quarterback one potentially just borderline borderline. But I definitely think he's 100 percent in lineups and QB in two quarterback leagues. Um, Kenyon Drake with Josh Jacobs being out, he's definitely in play as an RB2 in PPR leagues. I'm not really in the Peyton Barber. I mean, maybe Peyton Barber catches or you know, scores no, yeah, a touchdown yeah. here, King, but Kenyon Drake, you're right. Yeah, I, I, I want to be on, I want those receptions. Uh, if I'm looking for a safe PPR play, it could be Renfro. Um, but I'm not that, I'm not about that floor. I want the upside. Give me Henry Ruggs, man. Yeah, he did get his big play last week. Um, Saw Definitely. seven targets. Yeah, seven targets. So yeah, you do want that to continue. Yeah, I think he's in play for sure. You're right. Um, and then on the Miami side, I'm not really interested in anybody. I mean, we saw okay, Miles Gaskin. I think the receptions could still be there. Like maybe he gets the four to five receptions, um, which still you know doesn't tank his day. But mm-hmm. if Greg, I think I know you and I are probably in agreement on this. If there's a player we're trying to move off of right now, it's Miles Gaskin. Yeah. Um. You know, he's just it's tough to it's tough to be in that Miami situation. We've seen other other running backs like Salvin Ahmed be involved in, in Malcolm Brown as well. So Miles Gaskin is the gas man. It pains me to say it, man, but I don't know how much we can trust him right now. Uh, and then Jalen Waddle is somebody I'm interested in. I mean, they're going to be down. The Dolphins will be. Uh, Jalen Waddle is an explosive player. If you're looking for some upside, um, you know, he's seeing he's seeing the targets and the snaps. So, um, you know, I, he could be in play. And then Mike Gusecki, like you were saying, I mean, I, I was initially going to be out, but I'm looking at these snap percentages. Played 64% of the snaps last week, 39 to compare to 39% of the snaps the week before. Maybe this is a game script thing. So if they're down, maybe Mike Kosecki's in. So something to think about, something to consider. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. I can't, I can't rec- I can't even recommend my guy Mike Kosecki right now. It's, it's yeah. kind of crazy. I mean, maybe um, Jacoby Brissett is, is a good backup quarterback. Like you know, he, he could have this offense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got a week to prepare now, right? We yeah. always say that. Oh, the backup sucks. This guy sucks. The offense is gonna suck. But then we have to remember, like. Yeah, the dude had to go in in the middle of the game, you know, like he probably wasn't prepping, you know, Jacoby Brissett is, it's not like he's been in this system or on this team for a long time. He's, you know, there's no, you know, he's very, he's, this is his first year with the Dolphins. So definitely something to consider for sure. Let's move on to this next matchup, man. It's Sunday, 4.05 p.m. We've got the 0-2 New York Jets traveling to Denver to take on the 2-0 Denver Broncos. 41 and a half point total. Broncos are 10 and a half point favorites in terms of injuries. Noah Fant, limited participant in practice, questionable with an ankle. Bradley Chubb was recently put on IR with an ankle. 
Uh, Jamison Crowder, a wide receiver for the New York Jets, he's been a DMP with a groin injury. He had a setback apparently last week. Um, so, um, you know, might be tough to see him playing in this game. And then Tevin Coleman was he's been ruled out running back for uh, a non-COVID illness here. And when this line initially opened at 10 and a half, I was, you know, saying, hey, Denver to cover um, and Denver to win. I am taking Denver to win. I I just I do feel like 10 and a half is a lot. Um, this Jets defense has actually been playing really competitive despite uh, being on the field all the time, uh, despite some of the talent deficiencies that they face. They've actually been pretty tough. So uh, I will take them to cover the 10 and a half, but I, w- I will take Denver to win. And I am going to take the under here in terms of the, the game and the fantasy implications. I, I think. I think this is the Javante breakout. I I, I don't I, I I don't know why. I just maybe he won't break out in a sense of like having like this 20 point monster game because he's not that PPR type machine like we saw DeAndre Swift do last year. But I feel like, you know, we finally see him get in the end zone here. I feel like we, we see him, you know, really take hold of this backfield here. He's just so close and he's been playing some really good football through two weeks. Uh, that stuff like that, that stuff really makes a difference. So, uh, maybe he can wrangle this backfield away from, from Melvin Gordon. And he's somebody that ahead of this game, I'm trying to buy here. And, and even potentially after this game, you know, depending on what the stat line looks like, I'm, I'm still, I still might want to buy here. So, uh, Cortland Sutton is back, uh, to being a grown man. Uh, yes, sir. he got it this weekend, uh, against a young banged up jet secondary. So, uh, continue to start him, saw a 35% target share last week. And then Melvin Gordon, uh, obviously he's been sharing that work with Javante. Uh, he's he's definitely an RB, RB3 with that RB2 upside as a, as a double-digit favorite at home. And then Teddy Bridgewater, streaming conversation, the matchup is good, and he's been playing well. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely continue to stream him and, and start him up in two quarterback leagues for sure. And then Noah Fant, nice tight end option. This week, uh, the Jets haven't played a quality tight end yet, so I think he's he's in play despite the despite what the numbers might say. And then Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, also definitely in play. And then uh, for the Jets, I feel like I'm out on everybody. I really do. Uh, Yo, except for me. burial season, baby. Yes, Braxton sir. Braxton yes. yes. How could burial I forget season. Braxton Berrios? I mean, look, he's he leads the Jets in targets. He's got a 28% target share on the team. Uh, saw 11 targets last week from rookie quarterback Zach Wilson, so he seems to favor him. Maybe he gets – like this Denver secondary is good, so uh, Bryce Callahan's pretty good slot corner. I don't know if this is the game I want to jump on that, but, hey, it's definitely possible, uh, especially if he's going to see all those targets. And, and they're all short targets, so even if he catches 10 balls for 60 yards, like you're still chilling off 16-point uh, PPR day, so – um, he's, he's, he's could be in play here for sure. I just, I don't know how much I want to attach myself to the Jets offense outside of maybe Michael Carter, who looked really good last week, had 88 yards from scrimmage. Um, no Tevin Coleman. So it's just him and Ty Johnson. Uh, he's the best pass catcher that they have at the running back position. I'm trying to buy Michael Carter as well ahead of this game. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Jets to cover. Uh, but I'm going to take the Broncos to win. Uh, I'm pretty much with you on that Jets side. Uh, yeah, Michael Carter, definitely a name 
that we should be buying. Um, just he's a great stash play right now. If you have him, uh, the time is coming. So uh, you you know just be patient. And that that pick and that volume will come through uh, with the volume he's getting. Uh, and, yeah, and Braxton Barrios, he's also I think going to be you know PPR uh, low end flex option. I think that's for him. But you know he's definitely good to see him you know uh, emerge kind of and you know take this kind of play pretty well in the first two games without like a uh, much to do uh, much situation um and on the denver side teddy b teddy two gloves been playing really well agree with you um so you should continue to stream him uh, i think he has value in, in all formats um melvin gordon and javante williams uh, i think are both in that rb3 range uh, javante i do like his upside a little more in every game as it plays out i think just the the balance kind of you know steers in his direction and yeah, Corlin Sutton, uh, definitely high wide receiver two for me uh, this week. Yeah, man, Javante is like a like a James Robinson on Nitro, man. Like I don't know what like he's like a souped up James. Like the contact <laughs> balance is crazy. That's what's uh, up. Baldy, Baldy was doing some breakdowns, man. I love I love learning getting to learn from Brian Baldinger on Twitter, but you know he was doing some breakdowns and you could just see how like this this I'm excited to watch him run on Sunday, man, for sure. Um. All right, let's jump into this next matchup, man, because this one is definitely intriguing, man. The 425 matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who happen to be 2-0, and are traveling to L.A. to take on the 2-0 L.A. Rams. 55.5 point total. The Rams are 1.5 point favorites here. In terms of the injuries, Daryl Henderson is trending towards potentially being out of this game with a rib injury. Um, so Sony Michelle would, would take over uh, edge rusher Leonard Floyd. He is questionable with an ankle. Uh, and then Antonio Brown for Tampa Bay. He was he's out with uh, with COVID. And then JPP is questionable with the shoulder injury. I think he actually was ruled out. Yeah, he is. ruled out. Yep. Yeah. So. Greg, where are you at with this matchup, man? This is going to be a great one. Uh, I'm going to take the under, though. I'm going to take Tampa to cover and Tampa to win. Um, yeah, I just really think if this is the game where if Tampa win this game, we can start talking about, you know, that undefeated schedule a little bit. That schedule is looking real nice after this. But uh, I, li- I like Tampa here. Tom Brady uh, on the Tampa side, he's definitely a QB1 option. Um, Fournette and Ronald Jones, I'm kind of avoiding the running back situation. It's really tough. Uh, I don't think you want to start either of them right now. Um, as far as receivers, AB, uh, he's out with COVID news. So make sure you slide him to the IR spot. That gives an extra bump definitely to Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Those both guys have wide receiver one upside for sure. Um, and they, the targets are going to be there for them. Um, and Gronk as well. I think the targets do slide into him as well. So he's a tight end one option this week uh, on the Rams side. Stafford is also a low and QB one option for me in this game. I uh, think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Uh, 55 and a half is a little too high for me, but there will be points scored. I was definitely bumping down Daryl Henderson if he did play against this rush defense. I'm definitely not playing Sony Michelle against this rush defense. I'm not trusting that. Uh, so uh, I think you could avoid him. I think it's more on the receivers, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Cooper Cup, the wide receiver one right now, just balling out. His deck can target share heavy target share is just going to continue uh robert was also i think gets the high and wide receiver two bump and yeah maybe van jefferson could be you know a, a flyer in this game as well 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm really curious to see who that number three receiver is going to be. I know, I know. Because they, I've, just, I've been hearing Scotty Miller, but it just kind of makes sense that they would put uh, Tyler Johnson, who's been seeing a lot of work out there already, uh, that they would just make him be the guy. So I'm, I'm really curious to see how that plays out. But in terms of the game here, 55 and a half is a lot. I think I'm going to take the over here, though. Ooh. Ooh. I'm take the over here, though. Okay, I like it. No, I want that. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay to cover, Tampa Bay to win. The reason I'm taking the over here, I was listening to J.J. Zacharyson's pod, and he was talking about this game, and he talked about how in two in two matchups, the previous two matchups, Sean McVay versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their staunch run defense, The and this is not game script dependent. This was... You know, in in um, you know, re- regardless of the score, because these were these were close matchups, but 119 pass attempts to 31 rush attempts in two games. Wow. Yeah, so he he knew he adjusted. <laughs> yeah, so he yeah, and he's got a better quarterback now. Um, so I I would have to imagine that the game plan is gonna stay the same, especially with how bang like this Tampa Bay defense is like scary. But they're so banged up in the secondary right now that attack, 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 oh attack, gosh. attack. How many targets is Cooper Cup going to get this game then? Oh, it could be could be reaching the 20 numbers here. <laughs> Seriously. And and the other thing to mention is that, like, obviously Tampa Bay's defense is, is bad, but their their offense is so good that yeah. if you're the other team, you have no choice yeah. but to try to keep pace. So I really like I really like the potential here for a shootout. Uh, Cooper Cup, he's got to be the top guy, a near 38% target share, which surprisingly doesn't actually lead the NFL. Robert Woods <laughs> saw a near 27% target share last week in a game uh, like this. He is totally in play for me as a as a wide receiver one potentially here. Uh, the matchup is good. Again, saw a 27% target share last week. I think we could play Robert Woods. Oh, absolutely. Uh, three weeks in. And I'm, I'm trying three weeks, and I can't believe I'm doing this. Tyler Higby is a good play again this week. I got like I, I don't want to do this, but I have to. I can't lie to the people. I talk. I call it how I see it. Although he did not come through last week, I made him a start of the week. That I will never do again. <laughs> that I will never do again. But the matchup here is nice, so he's in play and if Henderson can't go then Sony is a touchdown dependent RB3 Stafford's a QB1 for sure on the Tampa side Tom Brady top 10 quarterback option for me this week but probably on the lower end uh just cuz we got a lot of guys with that rushing upside this week uh AB is AB's out uh Mike Evans and Godwin are high end they're, like they're like low end wide receiver ones with high yeah. end Wide yeah, the top five value, both of them. One of them could hit that top five for this. Yeah, season. for sure. Uh, and then continue, continue trotting Gronk out there as a tight end one, man. Yes, sir. Tight end one season for Gronk. Love it. Um, you were just, you just were a little early, Greg. Remember, Gronk was your guy last year. True, that's true. He was my guy last year. I just needed and him. He, to... he came on at the yeah. end of the year. And yeah, he like, did. Now we're here. Yeah, yeah we're here. Now, nah, ever. I mean, what are the Bucks like? They won twenty something straight games right now, so like, they just they they can't lose, man. Crazy stuff, man. All right, let's jump into the next matchup. This is an interesting game, man. The four twenty five matchup. This the one on one Seattle Seahawks traveling to Minnesota to take on the zero two Minnesota Vikings. Fifty five and a half point total. Seahawks are one and a half point favorites. Uh, 
I'm sorry, Minnesota, but I'm taking the over. I'm taking Seattle to cover. Taking Seattle to win. For the game here, super into Chris Carson this week. I know you are. You have to be too, Greg. This is this is your your play. Minnesota Minnesota defense. (laughs) 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 Gotta attack that. So uh, Chris Carson, great matchup for him. Uh, Also a wonderful matchup here for Russ Lockett and DK Metcalf. Uh, They're all in line for a really nice week. If Minnesota can keep pace on the other side here, so. For Minnesota, uh, I think Kirk Cousins in this past game, I think they can have a nice game here having to keep pace with Russell Wilson. Uh, Jefferson isn't seeing, you know, he's not seeing those big games. Uh, you know, Thielen is seeing because, he, you know, Thielen leads the team in touchdowns. But Jefferson's leading the, the, the team in target share 26%. And that blow-up game has to be coming for Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson. He's too good of a player to not to not for it not to come through uh, sometime soon still playing Thielen but let's talk about KJ Osborne. Yes, sir yes uh, sir he's seen a 16% target share and an average of six targets per game through two games this uh you know with Cook potentially out here I think I think Madison uh, I guess we didn't talk about Dalvin Cook I didn't talk about the injuries but Dalvin Cook is questionable with an ankle DM he was didn't practice all week really um so might so assume he'll be out. Anthony Barr questionable with a knee. Everson Griffin limited participant with a concussion. Harrison Hand cornerback is out with COVID. And then for Seattle wide receiver Freddie Swain limited participant with a back injury. His backup D Eskridge is uh, in concussion protocol. And the Rashad Penny the backup to Chris Carson he's most likely out with this calf injury. So back to KJ Osborne or back to Dalvin Cook. Potentially being out here, Madison has a good matchup here, so he's in play potentially as an RB two. But if Dalvin Cook can't go, I, I like I'm really into this pass game here, and and especially KJ Osborne, I think gets a bump. Yeah, uh, for me, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the Seattle Seahawks to cover. I'm gonna take the Seattle Seahawks to also win. I'm definitely a favor in this game in the pace and how it's going to be very high scoring. So I'm buying pretty much a lot of people, uh, especially on Seattle side. Russ, uh, Chris Carson, definitely RB1, uh, RB1 and wide receiver, QB1 play. Uh, Tyler Lockett, both the receivers, DK Metcalf, both wide receiver one potential here. Uh, on Minnesota side, Kirk Cousins definitely, I think, got low on QB1 value in this game. Dalvin Cook, if he can't go, Madison of course, you're, I think you're starting him with that RB2 top 30 potential um, expectation. And, yeah, there's enough targets to go around for all three receivers to eat. So I'm buying all three. Uh, definitely I've had to rank them, you know, dealing right now with the touchdown upside. So you, you want that and Jefferson and then KJ Osborne as a, a solid, I think, flex option in this game. Nah, man, I gotta rank Jefferson one. I'm just, I hear you. I got, I gotta, I gotta touchdowns. I get it, but the target share, Jefferson's <laughs> too good, man. He's too good. You know what that goes on, man. Rogers calls it. You know why Devontae Adams has won that year? It's because of touchdowns, remember? You know, so. But he yeah. also had like a, a near 40 percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That target share is crazy. <laughs> but in the red zone is probably high, so it's probably a little bump in that red zone. So I know, goes on. I know. But it's got to flip soon. I'm telling you, there's no <laughs> way Adam Thiel is just going to blow Justin Jefferson out of the water. Nah, nah, yeah. it's not. It's there's no way. Dylan's always been, Dylan's been a wide receiver one for a couple of years now. You know, he's been. No, for sure, for sure. But a touchdown in game is probably. Is he going to finish with 17 touchdowns? 
No. But more than 10, I, I, I would bet that. More than 10? What about Jefferson? Uh, yeah, I think he I think he, he does. He gets those multi-touchdown games, so he'll get close to 10, too, I think. Uh, if, uh, that's close. That's hard. Saying, 17-game season, yeah, he gets 10. Yes, ten. I'm just yeah. saying that's the target. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying. So you would, so you you would trade Jefferson for Thielen though. If I had Adam Thielen. If you had, Jeff- if you had Jefferson, that's- would you trade him for Thielen? Uh I'm not usually a fan of that. You know, the straight up wide receiver, wide receiver trades. Uh, so I probably wouldn't do it now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Nah. I'm just trying to get you to say on air that you want <laughs> you want Adam Thielen over Justin Jefferson. In this game, you know that's in this game. Right now. All right, yeah, yeah. side bet. Let's do it. Sure. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> Need to bet on Justin Jefferson. Um. All right, let's move on to this next matchup here. One and one Green Bay Packers traveling to San Fran to take on the two and zero San Francisco 49ers. Forty eight and a half point total. Niners are three and a half point favorites. In terms of the injuries here, Green Bay has a few guys questionable. For the most part, they're okay. For the Niners, uh, running back Elijah Mitchell, Eli Mitchell, is doubtful with a shoulder injury. Did not practice all week except for Friday. He got a limited practice in, but he's listed as doubtful. So uh, Trey Sermon, who was limited earlier in the week, had a full practice as you know later on in the week. He's questionable with his concussion but he's on track to play potentially and then if you're wondering who jermichael hasty he's out with <laughs> ankle injury uh, and that's you know goes along with raheem mostert and jeff wilson who previously <laughs> were out so uh jack quest patrick uh was recently signed sir practice squad uh he comes from the Bengals. had recently seen some time in the xfl um trenton cannon Special teams player. Uh, he is also in the backfield. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Then they signed. Oh, Chris Thompson. Yes. Oh, oh they did. Yes, Chris they did. Thompson. Oh. They signed him. Um, yeah, this thing's like a mess right now. But we're gonna find out who the number one guy is potentially this week with Elijah Mitchell potentially being out. I'm not counting on him to play. Greg, what say you when it comes to this matchup? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Green Bay to cover. Uh, and I'm going to take Green Bay to win. I think they, you know, get it done against this 49ers team. Uh, as far as the Green Bay side, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is a, a great play here. Uh, I like him to, you know, continue his bounce back from last week into this week. Aaron Jones, RB1 season, uh, definitely top five option this week. He He was a monster last week. Uh, Devonta Adams also wide receiver one as position. Um, I think Robin Tunyon is also you know, low and tight in one in this game uh, as well. Uh, Jimmy G on the other side, I think he's definitely a two QB option. Um, to proves otherwise, you know he's been playing well until you know Trey Lance keeps getting more and more involved. You got to just monitor that situation always. But Jimmy G's in play in, in two QB leagues. Um, as far as the running back situation, I mean I picked up Jaquez Patrick in the league. I think he is. Probably a nice and little dart throw ad uh, right now. Trey Every Sermon. running back that ends up on a yeah. Niners depth chart is worth a dart throw. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Trey Sermon, the guys that drafted him, you're hopefully that this is a, a game that you you see some some promise here. That would be awesome. Um, so as far as if I had to bet on someone to you know come through, 
uh, I think, you know, both of these guys could eat because, you know, the Packers rush defense is, isn't isn't the best. Uh, and it's the 49ers rush offense. Like, they, they're they just a really well-balanced team at that. So I think both of these guys can get some looks. Uh, I wouldn't start either of them. This is a wait-and-see mode here. Uh, and as far as the receivers, Debo Samuel, uh, definitely a solid wide receiver, too, in this game. Um, hopefully, you know, we get that George Kittle season. I need, I need a top three week right now. I need a top three from George Kittle. So call out. Yeah, I definitely call out George Kittle, man. Uh, dude, who do we call? We we call? Did we call somebody out? Did you call somebody out like two years ago, and it was just, it worked out, and we was like, "Yo, Greg, we need you to call somebody out again." I remember this. Yeah, I do remember yeah. it, but I don't remember the player. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember the player, but yeah, sure. bro, I do remember I like the most. This. Yeah, call call out George Kittle. Facts. We need this. Facts. Um, yeah, man, I went back and forth on this one because the Niners have. The not there was I just think about that game two years ago when the yeah. Niners trounced them. Yeah. But then Aaron Rodgers got his revenge last year. Um, both those games, if I'm not mistaken, were in. Why are they playing a third game in San Fran? That just feels unfair. 2019 at San Fran. 2020 at San Fran. <laughs> 2021 at San Fran. The Packers just had their stinker in Week One. They usually have like one or two stinkers a year, so I, I you know, they can't have them too close to each other. So I think. They'll be fine in this one. I don't know. What if the Packers just aren't real? What if, like, what we saw? Nah, nah, nah. Have... It's just like, you know. Nah. I'm nah. taking the under here. I'm going to take <laughs> San Fran to cover. Take a San Fran to win. Uh, Rodgers, Adam, Jones, all top three options at their respective positions. Robert Tunyon, a touchdown dependent tight end option this week. And Marquez Valdez Stanley, strictly DFS recommendation. Oh man, every <laughs> look, look, the targets are there. I'm following, following the data, following the data. He's playing, he's getting the snaps, yeah. he's playing, he's playing the targets, and Aaron Rodgers keeps throwing him the ball. And if, if Greg, if you were getting targets from Aaron Rodgers, I would put you in my fantasy lineup. I promise. How long has Marquez Valdez getting be getting targets from Aaron Rodgers? Well, how long? Like he's a he's a fourth year player, right? Players get better in the NFL. We we you know as fantasy community, we just feel like players they suck and they suck forever. But players actually they they go coaching, they have development, they work out, they get better, they have a contract year, they want to get paid. I'm just saying, following the data, strictly a DFS recommendation. You don't have to do with it. Do with it what you must. I just have a responsibility to bring it up to the fantasy people. And that that is all I'm saying. <laughs> oh man! I mean, technically, I could bring up every player every week, and they could always. I want some point they'll hit. So like, but you know, that's not that's not necessarily true though, right? Like, we're not gonna bring up like Jeff Smith because he's never gonna <laughs> hit because he's never playing, right? He's never seen targets and seeing them from Zach Wilson. So I could bring up MPS because he's on the field, he's running the routes, he's getting the targets. And he's getting the air yards, which is what we really want. And that's what I'm talking. That's that's just that's it, right? That's all I'm saying. On the Niners side, George Kittle has a great matchup this week, like you said. So I'm sure Kyle sees that too. Start him up this week. Whoever the Niners running back is is an RB two. If he if like whoever it is, Trey Sermon. If Trey Sermon does not get the work this week, gets leapfrogged by Jack West Patrick, I would be very concerned about yeah. Trey Sermon for the rest of this like. Dynasty, yeah. everything. I I would be very concerned about Trey Sermon. Um, Debo Samuel leads the NFL in target share, so continue to start that man up. Curious to see the usage 
of my guy, Brandon Ayuk, this week. If I'm right about the progression, we should see more snaps this week and we should see more targets this week. If we if we see it go the other way, then you then then your boy over here might be out. But this game has a has potential here for Jimmy G to play well. I just think again, Lance caps that upside. Like we just never like he could come in on the goal yeah, line, any point. steal some yeah. touchdowns. He could yeah. come in, he, like anything could happen. So it's like a really he's really like an emergency play for me this week. Um, you know, J- Jimmy G is like really just don't have any other quarterback options. Um, failed to mention this game is Sunday, 8.20 p.m., so the Sunday night game. But let's move on to the Monday night game. The one-in-one Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Dallas to take on the one-in-one Dallas Cowboys. 51.5 point total, 3.5 point favorites. The Dallas Cowboys are going to take the under here. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys to cover. I'm also going to take the Dallas Cowboys to win on the injury front. I, I guess I did that first. But on the injury front, Ty Nishki, he's uh, the offensive tackle. He's out with an illness. Doris Armstrong is out with an ankle injury. Carlos Watkins is out with a knee. This is all for the Cowboys. Amari Cooper, questionable with a rib injury. For the Philadelphia Eagles, Brandon Brooks, he's on IR with a pectoral injury. Miles Sanders is questionable with a chest injury. So, like I said, taking the under, taking Dallas to cover, Dallas to win. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know what you do with Amari Cooper. Uh, you play him. I, th- you, I think you have to play him. If he's playing, you play him. That's that's really it. Um, I was telling you, Greg, don't be surprised if you get the one catch, two yards, no touchdowns. Yo, yo that, that's, that's not anymore, yo. Man. It, was, was, it, it, was it was raining. <laughs> um, but if he's limited at all, give me all the CD. Just give me all the CD. All right, always, always. Uh, Zeke, I think he's still in play for me as an RB1, uh, even with Tony Pollard being involved. I, I think Pollard's an RB3 flex option. And then Cedric Wilson could have an increased role uh, if you are the Amari Cooper manager. Amari Cooper plays on on Monday night. So if you, in the event that Amari Cooper gets ruled out, you might want to have said Wilson on your bench so you can just make that easy transition. Mm-hmm. Um, for Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts, great spot here versus Dallas. Uh, I know Dallas's defense is much improved, but Hurts brings that upside with his legs. So I, I definitely like that, especially if he has to try to keep pace with, with Dak Prescott in this Dallas Cowboys offense. Miles Sanders, uh, an RB2 for me this week. Um, Kenneth Gainwell has some some intriguing uh, flex flex appeal here as well. Um, Devontae Smith, big time wide receiver two this week. Uh, the matchup is nice. Um, and then Jalen Rager, he also makes an intriguing, uh, you know, wide receiver three flex option as well. So um, I think Zach Ertz, I've been failed to mention, is out with COVID. So Dallas Goddard is the tight end to start here. So, Greg, what say you? All right, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Eagles to cover, but I'm going to take the Cowboys to win. Uh, on yeah, the Eagles side, you love Jalen Hurts. This is a steady QB1 right now. Uh, continue to use them legs. Got 144 rushing yards. Through the first two games, um, as far as the receivers, I'm with you on Devontae Smith. 
uh, and Jalen Rager. They both have great matchups, so uh, they're both in play. Of course, Devonta Smith for more upside, but Rager definitely a solid flex option. Uh, and Dallas Goddard as well. That tied in one season for this game, especially with Ertz out. On Dallas side, Dak Prescott is starting. Um, C.D. Lamb, of course, is starting. If Kamar Kuku can go, I think you got to play him for sure. But I agree with that Cedric Wilson advice. And, yeah, Tony Pollard and, and Zeke, you know, you're playing both them. I think uh, Pollard doesn't play. Jerry Jones talked about both, the use of both of them. So, yeah, I mean, in this case, the, the, the money wasn't followed because, you know, ever since they paid Zeke, I feel like they <laughs> they just stopped this cat. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just it always it always annoys not annoys me, I guess. I guess it does annoy me a little bit. But it's just like, why is Jerry Jones talking about like the usage of football players? Yeah. Like you're not the coach. Yeah. I mean, but that's been, <laughs> that's been Jerry Jones forever, though. I know it's just it's just like bro, give it up, bro. Like, <laughs> give it up. Like on Hard Knocks, when he was just like talking about the the players, and it was it's just like bro, like okay, I'm I'm done, I'm done. That was my little spiel. All right, Greg, it's that money time, man. It was starts of the week, bro. Quarterback start of the week, man. What do you got? Give it to me, man. You already know. Let Russ cook. Uh, I got Russell Wilson in this game. Going against Minnesota, this is a smash spot for him. Yeah, he's going to eat in this one. You know, he, he's been dogging the last couple of weeks. You know, last week for sure. Yeah, he's going to cook and eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 343 yards last week. He's got six passing touchdowns on the year. Uh, we talk about how Todd Locke and DK both have great matchups on the outside. Even Chris Carson will get some targets and catches. So, yeah, Russell Wilson's going to eat. I like it, man. I like it. My quarterback start of the week. This is one of them confidence starts of the week, man. But actually, I'm going to call my shot. Not, not even all the, the confidence. I'm going to call my shot here. Justin Fields. Greg's Ooh. breakout. You already know. My quarterback start of the week. Going up against Cleveland, who allows the third most fantasy points to the quarterback position. Cleveland's also allowing the fourth most fantasy points per drop back so far through two weeks. And eighth if you look at just fantasy points that come via the passing this cleveland defense isn't playing well right now versus the pass uh they aren't even getting after the quarterback when you look at cleveland's adjusted sack rate according to footballoutsiders.com they sit at eighth with a 4.9 percent adjusted sack rate and they are ninth in defensive average depth of target allowing an average depth of target of 8.3 yards and a near 73 or near 70% completion percentage. And I've said this all without bringing up the legs. Fields is going to have himself a day here. He, he's somebody that needs to be in your lineup. He's the safe quarterback one. Uh, this is the same formula that we that we followed for Jalen Hurts last year. The same formula we followed for Taysom Hill last year. The floor is going to be borderline QB1, but the ceiling is much, much higher than that. Start him up, man. Yes, sir. Greg, your running back start of the week, man. What do we got? I'm going to go with, you know, a guy that I've always loved in fantasy, Austin Eckler, going against KC this week at Kansas City, where it all started for Justin Herbert uh, just last year around this time. So, yeah, you 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 want to love this offense, and hopefully Eckler is going to, you know, be a major factor in that. Went from zero targets and zero receptions in week one to nine targets and nine receptions with 100% catch rate. In week two, you love that usage, that increase. Kansas City, 
one of the worst teams bottom five against the running back position this year. So it's just a smash spot for Austin Eckler. Uh, and this team is what as whole, I think definitely gets in the end zone. Definitely, man. I love I love me some Austin Eckler. My running back start of the week is going to be Saquon Barkley. This is probably oh, the man. time all year that I'll probably get to do this. I get to pick Saquon as my start of the week. So screw it. Let's do it. He's got a 70. He's been on 76 percent of the running back opportunities in each of the first two games. His opportunities are trending up as well, going from 13 to 16 from week one to week two. He's getting healthier. Had the mini bye week to take care of himself after playing Thursday Night Football, so should be able to bounce back. And he began to look like his old self a little bit and gets an Atlanta defense that allows the 13th most PPR points per game to the running back position. They are eighth in targets allowed to the position at eight and a half per game. They allow the ninth most yards per touch to running backs. This is a really nice spot for not just this Giants offense, but for Saquon Barkley as well. And if you are a Saquon Barkley manager, you drafted him expecting the discount, expecting to uh, have a breakout game. This is the week, man, to, to really get that confidence going. Yeah, absolutely. This is the week for that Giants offense. Hopefully they get that first win as well. So, yeah, man, Saquon, let's go. Yeah, man. Greg, your wide receiver start of the week, brother. What do you got? I'm going to go with my guy, A.J. Brown. Uh you know, going against this Indianapolis defense, uh, you know, they've been being exposed in the secondary this year, uh, week one with Seattle. Uh, so, you you know, they you know, that A.J. Brown is going to bring it uh, nine targets last week. So, you know, he's seeing that volume, only three receptions on that. The, the catch rate hasn't been that high, but you, you, it's going to increase as well, as well as get chemistry more with Tannehill. He finds his footing because uh, Tannehill is going to also bounce back in this offense as well. Uh, so you, you love the volume there. Going an easy matchup with Julio Jones, uh, AJ Brown season definitely wide receiver one week. Absolutely, man. And we, you know how much we love AJ Brown on this show right here, um, and we love another Ole Miss receiver in Seattle, DK Metcalf, and that's my wide receiver start of the week. And I, I did this last year with the Seattle wide receivers. I picked Tyler Lockett to have a big day amidst the DK Metcalf love fest, and same as then. These guys were basically seeing the same amount of targets. Uh, Tyler Lockett this year does have the higher ADOT, but we know DK can get down the field, and the only difference right now is Lockett is seeing those touchdowns. I'm calling my shot here against a bad Minnesota defense and a washed-up Patrick Peterson and secondary, expecting a big day here from DK Metcalf. Yeah, where you one of those days where you know they just go back and forth. You know they're never gonna eat the same day, but uh, I like the DK week this week. It's crazy, man. Russ could cook. He could, he could eat himself. He could feed one <laughs> of the receivers, but he can't feed the other one. It's crazy, man. Crazy. It's crazy. Greg, your tight end start of the week, man. What do you got? I'm gonna go Mark Andrews going against this Detroit defense this week. This is more of a confidence booster for him uh, as well, like a mini shout out for him. You know, he he's only getting five targets, averaging five targets through the first two weeks. Uh, I think you expect that number to go to bump up a little bit. Detroit secondary is just horrible. Uh, Baltimore, I think, is just going to run all over them in the rush defense and passing wise uh, with Hollywood Brown and with Mark Andrews. So expect him to, I think, get in the end zone and get his first touchdown this week. I like that, man. Give Mark Andrews a, a nice boost of confidence there. Yes, sir. Um, so last week, right, you had a tight end stream of the week that I wanted to make my tight end start of the week, but I right, couldn't. Right. You had him as your stream. But this week, nobody picked him. But I'm going with Jared Cook, my tight end start of the week. <laughs> going back to the well here, 
Should have been a good game for him last week. Uh, obviously had a touchdown call back after a penalty, but he's still seeing 15% of the team targets on the year. Even with Eckler involved last week, he still saw five targets. The Chargers are throwing the ball a lot. Uh, they're going up against KC, where this game should have a ton of a ton of points, ton of target, uh, ton of plays run in it. And the Kansas, did I say Tennessee or no Kansas City? But Kansas City has allowed the a 30% target share to teams opposing tight ends. That's the third highest total in the NFL through two weeks. There should be a lot of attention on Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Austin Eckler that Cook should be in line here for a good day as a secondary option in the game with a 55 and a half point total. Yeah, I love that. Jared Cook, go back to that well. It usually works out when you go back to that well. I saw that from some fantasy for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, look, groupthink can be a very, very bad thing. So we all start saying, oh, Jared Cook was great last week, and then Jared Cook sucked, and now nobody wants to play Jared Cook this week. But he's still a good play. Greg, let's talk about this next segment, some get money. Yes, sir. It's crazy. I'm 2-0. Uh, Greg's playing. He's feeling what I felt last year, trying to play catch-up. Wow. wow. Wild stuff, man. But uh, what can <laughs> I say? I don't know, man. I don't know. But, Greg, you have the first pick, man. What are you What are you taking? I guess we should discuss the rules in case we have anybody new who doesn't know the rules to the game. But it's a head-to-head fan duel contest between Greg and myself. And we have a draft here on the show. So we, me and Greg can't have the same players in our lineup. So we we are going to be it's, there's some strategy to it. You got you can't just pick anybody. You can't go down the order because you got to think about what the other person has, what they don't have, what they might be trying to get. And uh, it's very important that you uh you know that you think about these things. And so Greg, with that being said, who's your first pick? I'm gonna go wide receiver first actually because it's just so valuable. I need this man Cooper Cup. 7,900 uh, as my wide receiver one. Uh, this man is going to absolutely eat in this game. Just thinking about the target share and the number he's going to get. That's uh, that's quite upsetting there. Um, yeah, that's why I had to go when I wide receiver first. I had to get him in this game. It's quite upsetting for sure because I, I definitely had him here. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Wow. Come on, man. But I, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with this value here. Uh, give me Saquon Barkley 6K. At my running backs position, started the start of the week there for me. So I'm gonna go Austin Eckler as my running back one at seven thousand. Slide him in there. Nice man, nice. Uh, I'm gonna go Justin Fields sixty five hundred as my quarterback. Get that real nice and cheap. My quarterback start of the week. I like that. I'm gonna go Stefan Diggs as my wide receiver two for seventy seven hundred. Slide him in there. Nice, nice. Uh, I'm going to go with, um, let's see. going to go Rondale Moore, 5,600 as my first wide receiver. I like that for sure. Uh, as my second running back, I'm going to go Tyson Williams, 6,400, going against Detroit's rush defense. Like, come on, man. You just saw what Aaron Jones did. You know they're going to get some touchdowns. Uh, my number two wide receiver here is going to be Cortland Sutton, 6,900, going up against the New York Jets. I like that. 
like that for sure. <laughs> yeah, cause, yeah, Simon's a grown man. I'm going to go A.J. Brown, my wide receiver start of the week, as my third receiver, 6,800. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. Nice. Um, As my – oh, now I feel like I should switch this up. Sure, I feel like I should keep it the same. Um, just give me a minute, actually, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to, trying to work some here. Mm-hmm. Trying to work some. Oh, actually, I need, I need, I need to, I need to make a swap. I'm gonna go from Sutton to DK Metcalf. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Do I still get another pick though? Oh, like your pick here? Oh, sure, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Oh, you're so kind. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Nick Chubb as my second running back, 7,800. Nick Chubb, always like the Nick Chubb play. I'm going to go with Chase Claypool. Yeah, I'm going to put him in in that flex spot. I'm going to take the the, the play. I think he, he gets his deep air yard throw this week. Um. 5,800 in my flex. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go with Jared Cook as my tight end. Uh, my tight end start of the week, 5,300. I'm going to go with that Raiders defense, 4,000. Cheap play. Uh, yeah, so I need him to forward a lot of these players. So going against Miami, Jacoby Brissett. Defense stream of the week, actually. Yeah, with uh my third wide receiver, I'm actually gonna go Tyreek Hill, eighty seven hundred. Gotta get some action in that game, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh I'm gonna go Mark Andrews, tight end start of the week at six thousand going against Detroit. So I got two Ravens in this game, Tyson and Mark Andrews. Nice, nice. Uh with my flex spot, I'm gonna go Justin Jefferson, seventy four hundred. Go and get that uh, that stack between Jefferson and DK Metcalf there. I like it. And for my quarterback, go Russell Wilson. My quarterback start of the week at 8,400. Hopefully so. he throws like three touchdowns at DK. Um, <laughs> and then for my defense here, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos going up against the New York Jets. I have the money. They're 5K. So let's get her done. Yes, sir. That's my other survivor pick. So, yeah, they they – they already got that good luck charm right there. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. So, yeah, that's it. That's all we got here. So, everybody, enjoy the matchups this weekend. Enjoy the football. Remember, don't be chalk costly checking your scores. They will. They. You know what's crazy? You don't have to look at them for the for them to update. They will automatically update on their own when players score touchdowns or catch a pass or you know run for a yard they will the score will update you don't have to look at it for it to update so just enjoy the time with the family enjoy the games until next time we'll catch y'all on well monday tuesday for our weekly recap studs and jacks good luck everybody we appreciate y'all thanks for the support and uh have a good one we are out of here Peace. Yeah.